Hey, Mac, Ladies and gentlemen, C5, oh. Wayne Time, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound, 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 sound. Let me see I'm so stressed. Why? Relax. It's okay. Do you know how frustrating it was to have to insert picks after every pick for one person out of ten? Suck it up, man. Dude. No, 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 no. Inserting picks, making my own horrendous picks, not having picks, eating dinner at 11.30? That's your own fault. That's not my own fault. You can't make excuses for drafting a shit team already. The league hasn't even started yet. We drafted five fucking minutes ago, and you're already saying, oh, it's because I inserted picks. I can already hear it. It's week four. I'm putting in picks. You guys didn't have to do that. That's why I drafted this chump. I've always got excuses ready to go. You have to. I'm stressed, but I'm two beers deep. Woo! And feeling good now. We're doing Tones, the draft night pod. The second year in a row we're doing this while we are currently holding, hold, holding a dick. We didn't do that last week and I'm mad about it. Yeah, we didn't have the same type of energy. We're pissed. But we were not as fired up about the year as we are now because now we actually have guys on our rosters. Are you excited for the season? I am. I'm nervous. Yeah, you I'm should nervous. Be. Feel the pressure. I need to make the fucking you. playoffs. Man. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, must... Uh... Mike's got a good team. Everything's backwards. Why don't we start at the beginning when Franco decided to do updates? The guy had 364 days to prepare for this fucking draft. And on the final day, he's doing Windows updates and not able to log on. So you know what, Franco? Wake up. Be better. Okay, but when he finally showed up, Clyde was inevitably chosen, and that was, to no one's surprise, there was a little bit of chatter because insider for the rest of the league, there was a phone call that you and I got while we were driving together the other day, and Franco was calling us to tell us, what are the stipulations on trading that first pick? What can we do? How can we how can we work this in? We thought that maybe there was going to be a trade for that first overall. That's what I was thinking. I don't think you could pull the trigger on first overall. you got to give up a lot. And I know Franco, and he would ask for a lot. I would too. It's Clyde. But, I don't know, I was getting nervous, man, because I was like, I want my guy Godwin. If he scoops him up, because he needed a wide receiver bad, I would have been like, fuck, what do I do? And i take Clyde, and now I have three ridiculous running backs, who do I yeah. start? So we'll get to Franco's team, we'll get to yours team. We're actually going to get to everyone's team, kind of individually, but we're going to start with the beginning of the trade that never was that ended up being. And that is the trade with Ryan and... Mike, which was hyped up at golf this afternoon when Mike caved and told us what the pick was going to be, the trade, sorry, was going to be, and Ryan texted me saying Mike has a big fucking mouth, doesn't he? And sure Correct. enough, we all knew already, <laughs> so why don't you take us through this? The be- this was the greatest moment yeah. in our league's history, bar none. I was in tears sitting on the couch when we announced the trade, and hold on, wait, what? Aren't I getting your second? I was dying. It was the best ever. It's classic Mike Dotto making trades. And then he later, when it actually goes down, oh, but I need your 10th. That's vintage. That is vintage. Why do you need a 10th for? What the fuck? Who cares? Let's move on. It's Get the, your player. It's the classic Dotto brothers trade where we need to exchange 8th and ninths in order <laughs> no to make reason. something <laughs> worse. No reason. So the trade ends up being, and I believe this to be correct, but you have to bear with me, guys, because I chaos. was fucking rattled tonight. It was Julio and Ryan's 10th for Kenyon Drake and Mike's 3rd. I know Mike 
says this is only five minutes into the pod will correct us if this is wrong but anyway this is what we're sticking with okay julio goes to mike after his entire career being spent with ryan and there are so few players that we look at and think they've been lifers with one team odell is like that with me we saw that with Gurley and with gordon leaving rob's team last year this these are big big moves to see guys leave teams and now ryan losing julio jones now this is how I think you and I feel about this particular trade. I hate it for Ryan. Why? Why, why, why? If you're going to cash in your Julio Jones chip that you've been waiting... Like, the number of offers that guy must have gotten over the years for a guy of his caliber must have been insane. And you only get Kenyon Drake? Listen, I like Kenyon Drake this year. I think he like has a real path to being fucking sick. However... He could also be a chump and be a backup by week seven. You took Chase Edmonds in the draft. Smart man. Suck on that. Ne- like, I loved it. Oh my God. <laughs> I, ho- I hope to God this turns into the James Conner reverse situation <laughs> just for the content. Yeah. But man, I to, to do that and only get a third two, I think if he puts Julio Jones out into the league and let's say, let's say Ryan sucks this year, okay? He puts Julio Jones out a week before trade deadline. Hey guys, he's available. I mean minimum first second plus no yep I and you agree. only get Kenyon drake who is a at this point i'd say a high-end rb2 yeah much to prove and a third i don't know man it was it was questionable i don't know about that for 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 mike's side of things amazing well right. done so why don't we start with the first team we will be talking about and we will get to ryan later but first we're gonna do mike and i just have to make a quick note here because tones right before recording we had a team name change and I understand that mine is still two-time finals loser, and yours is tutties for tones, and I still have Le'Veon Bell as my picture. Gross. But one of the worst team names in <laughs> league history is currently Mike Dotto for Jonesen for a Miller White. Here are my quick thoughts for this. Go for it. I understand you just got Julio, you're psyched, you put him in the name. But Anthony Miller, who is an absolute loser, and James White... These are two guys who will be off his roster yeah. by week three, and he changes his team name to the most Bolton beer I've ever seen in <laughs> Miller Lite. Are you fucking kidding me? What are we doing? The fact that he got rid of all hail Erdogan, which is in in the pantheon of Hall of Fame fantasy football names for our league, and he's like, no, 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 I'm passing that up for Miller Lite. Unless he's getting a sponsorship and Miller's kicking over a little cash, fuck that shit. Not unless That's he wins. stupid as fuck. Mike, you fucked up. Just brutal. Just brutal. Well, why don't we actually go into what we're going to do in terms of the structure here. We're going to give some best, some worst picks, some wild card picks, and leave each team with a big thing that we feel. And we are, like we said, starting with Mike. So the best tones, you've got the best pick from Mike's draft. Go ahead. Yeah, I like Darren Waller. I, uh, I, like, I liked him coming in. I liked where he selected him. Fourth round seemed pretty much right for him. I think I'm of the belief that this year is a good year for tight ends. Darren Waller, I think, has a chance to be a top three guy. Yep. And that is great value. As again, as a guy that kept George Kittle, I didn't want to keep him because I'm like, fuck, like, I could just draft Darren Waller in the second, third round. Mike got him in the fourth. Pretty good. I really like how Mike with a with his early picks and also with keepers that he very much believes in feels like he can go after a tight end in the earlier rounds and this is going to be a top five tight end in the league probably even better this year and he finally 
he gets a guy to surround with other really good players at wide receiver and running back that is it's very solid core so i do like this very much if you can get one of those top tight ends you do it and he had the opportunity to so i agree with you i'm gonna go with the worst pick to which i believe to be jamison crowder and i understand that this is a late pick it's hard to get good teams what we deem to be good teams and get bad picks but the jets are a perennial disaster and they have about five or six different guys on that team that may be getting the ball. Do you know that Chris Hogan is a wide receiver there? What? Do you know, do you know that Brashad Perriman is a wide receiver also there? Also dead. Yeah. Denzel Mims, the, the rookie, rookie, right? They may be throwing the ball, the ball more to Le'Veon Bell this year. And I get you could say, like, Jamison Crowder is going to be the guy that th- they throw the ball to. But I just don't think they have any passing game. I think that Sam Darnold is not good. And I think that this entire team is something to avoid completely. So, not a good pick. Now, it's Mike's fifth or sixth guy. who cares? That's fine. But awful. Undraftable, in my opinion. Not a good guy. Wild card. Uh, Wild card, I think it's obvious. Never Fournette, boys. Never Never Fournette. Fournette. (laughs) Put the hashtag, might add it under this tutty for tone. Still wearing the shirt. AB smiling. Never Fournette. (laughs) It it. won't make sense. AB space, never Fournette. Doesn't make sense. But here's why I think Leonard Fournette's a wild card. I joke, I say never I say never Fournette. Why not take a shot on him in the fifth round? Right. At this point, look at the running backs going around him. Philip Lindsay, Devin Singletary went after him. Like the tier of players there, yep. there's not a lot of upside in that spot. Leonard Fournette, if he ends up carving out not even just the starting job, just a role there, that could be electric. They're gonna have a ton of red zone opportunities in that Buccaneers offense. Health is still a concern for Fournette, and he also sucks. It could be bad. Hence why he's a wild card. If he was, not if he, when he was, the guy in Jacksonville having to be the guy on a bad team with a bad offensive line with a bad offense, it was really tough for him. But now he's in a really good offense with a line that can protect, and they're going to be in the red zone all the time. If he's the one getting the ball from the 20 in, he will get Derrick Henry-like touchdown opportunities without having that kind of middle of the field kind of range, but it's fine. He can get two touchdowns a game for you as a running back too, and we don't know until we see it, but it's worth the risk yeah. from where he took him. And it's his RB3, so yeah. all you need if you're on a bye week, plowing a touchdown, and that's what Fournette has the ability to do. I, honest to God, I'll admit this now, once it got to a certain point in the draft, I was targeting Fournette, thinking, hey, fuck it. If he's my RB4 and I can just let him sit there, great. Bye weeks, slot him in, get me six points minimum. Let's yeah. do it. The big thing for Mike. Yeah, easy. It's Julio. Living with Julio is a great... Yeah, we, we got to give it up. Give it up, man. You got to give it up. Mike's aggressive. He talks a lot of game. Went out and got his wide receiver one. Finally. And only had to give up Kenyon Drake for it. That's the Didn't thing. Didn't need to give up Zeke. Didn't need to give up Henry. What? Two top five running backs still on his team. And he, gave, he, he went for a guy that doesn't have to... Julio could tear his ACL next year, and it doesn't matter because Mike knows that it's the year that he's supposed to win. The stars have aligned that Mike is supposed (laughs) to be the champion this year because it's four years after 2016. That's just the way this league works. He's going for it this year, and that's the guy who's going to help take him there, especially in a good Falcons offense. Mm -hmm. So I love it. we got to move on to the guy that made the trade with him, and Mm -hmm. that's Ryan. And in my opinion, a very different draft for him. Let's start with the positives from Ryan. He gets... The best pick, in my opinion, of his whole draft was Gallup. And the thing about Gallup for me is that Ryan went in with this no wide receiver strategy in a year full of depth at wide receiver, and he comes out with Gallup with great value. Now, wide receiver one is questionable for what he could be, but 
great value from where he took him. Agree? Disagree? I agree. I agree. I like Gallup. I think that was a great value for where he took him. Uh, wide receiver one, I think he could. I'm not banking on it. I think you got. I think you need an Amari Cooper injury for that to happen, and right. that's actually possible. Um, worst pick? I'm not just saying this. I got to preface this. I'm not just saying this because I took Mark Ingram two spots before him. J.K. Dobbins in the third round as his second pick in the draft, right after you took Mostert, is highly questionable. Mm -hmm. I think Dobbins is extremely talented. I think he's going to have a role in this offense, probably the starter, next season. Ingram's on the second year of a three-year deal. I know contracts don't fucking matter in this league, but when you're the Ravens and you're in a championship window, you're not just giving up a backfield, especially from a guy that had 15 fucking touchdowns last year, to this kid and say, hope for the best. I think Dobbins has a role this year. I think Ryan is begging for an injury for this to happen. I don't think Dobbins is going to take over for Ingram at any point this season. To take him that early is crazy. I think you could have gotten him a lot later. So let's talk about that young running back situation in a second. First, we do the wild card, and I think we both agree on this one, and that's Raheem mm -hmm. Mostert. Where he took him, he was going... That was his ADP. He took him exactly where he was supposed to go. I had the 1A, 1B situation with him and Gurley at where it was. Mostert is a wild card because he could be so great. He's so efficient in that offense, and he is he puts up numbers. But there are two other guys who Tones, by the way, went undrafted in our league in Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon. Mm -hmm. What's Mostert going to be? We don't know, but yeah. that's what makes him a great wild card pick. He could be great. They kept him. They kept him. They he wanted. He requested the trade. Didn't like his contract situation. They said, "Fuck it, we're gonna rework it and do that." I was shocked when they did that. I'm like, "Oh, they're gonna say fuck this guy, kick him to the curb." And they say like him. Bye. They like him clearly. Stay healthy, Raheem Mostert. All that guy needs is 12 carries. We talked about this. He doesn't need 20 carries. That offense is built for long, big runs. Mostert could be great. Or by week four. It's going to be Jarek. It's going to be one of these other guys. It's going to be some chump we've never heard of. Once upon a time, we never heard of Raheem fucking Mustard. No one knew who the fuck this guy was. <laughs> what a and here he is. So let's go, let's go to Ryan's big thing. And we touched on it with the Dobbins pick. And that's taking shots at young running backs. So, I mean, he's got Damian Harris, obviously, on the IR. He doesn't need him now. It doesn't matter. Zach Moss, J.K. Dobbins. You made the comment about him hoping that an Ingram injury vaults him into a successful position. But you know what? It kind of looks to me, and we talked about this earlier, where Ryan may be going for the young upside guys to kind of retool on the go here. Maybe this isn't the year that Ryan competes, but with Lamar, he's in every week either way. Yep. But with a few young running backs, and for example, we talk about Dobbins, I think he's just thinking that maybe one of these hit in a very similar way that you took the approach with uh, Montgomery, mm -hmm. with... Um, Sanders, Sanders, Carson. and yep. Carson last year exactly. Take bites at the running back apple. Hope for the best. That's all it is. I understand him doing it, especially with James Conner is a huge question mark, and now Kenyon Drake, who is not as big a question mark, but still a question mark. So take shots. Hope for the best. Figure out the rest later, and move on. Figure out the rest later. That's what I'll be having to do all year. Oh boy, what a transition into me. Oh yes. Okay, Thomas. let's get to you. No first round pick. That's tough. Yeah. Best pick, though, I like Cortland Sutton. I think that was a good pick. Third round, great value. I thought long and hard about him in that third round. Took Mark Ingram instead. Said, fuck it. Big tier drop after the running back. Said, let's do this. You grab Sutton. People are worried. Oh, Jerry Judy, who went four picks later. 
random theme in this draft. Uh, all these random teammates kept getting picked right after each other. But that was strange. I think Sutton is going to be smash. I think fucking them drafting Judy and Hamler. I was initially worried after the draft, but I'm like, they're building a basketball team at wide receiver, which is the right way to do this. Yeah. Hamler's your speed. Judy's your possession. Just get open. And Sutton's your big play. 50-50 red zone guy. Makes perfect sense. It all hinges on the quarterback. If Drew Locke can be okay, just okay, Sutton's going to be awesome. So I like Sutton. I think that was a good pick. I went in thinking that Denver in the next two years could have one of the one of the best like one-two punch at wide receiver. Sure. And I think that Sutton can be a top five wide receiver in the league within the next two years. And with Odell kind of fading, giving up on Juju, yep. I'm looking at this as a guy that I know it's early and it's only been a year. Yep. But if he was so good last Which year... He can be even better, and I really think this could be a guy for my future. So I'm happy where I got him. I agree with the pick. Thank you very much. But what do you got for my worst? Uh, it's T.Y. It's T.Y. Yeah. Okay, two things with T.Y. Yep. Number one, a few things with T.Y. actually. It's not Ooh. just two. Ouch. T.Y. is extremely injury prone. Yep. He will get banged up. It's not a question of if, it's when. That's number one. Number two, as a Keenan Allen owner for the last two years, Philip Rivers ain't it, Chief. He cannot... Fucking, he doesn't throw to guys like that. Like, it just doesn't work. He's going to rely on the running backs. He's going to rely on the 50-50 ball Mike Williams guy every once in a while, which is why I drafted Paris Campbell late as just a flyer. I don't think T.Y. is going to be that guy anymore. I understand he's your wide receiver, what, 3-4? But, like, that spot, fourth round, I think you would have been better off taking guys that went later. Your Tyler Boyds, your Julian Edelmans. Your Jarvis Landry's just naming guys that went right after at wide receiver. Yep. I just think Ty's best days are behind him. You're hoping for a lot for yep. him to be successful. Yep. Wild I, card. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. The only thing I wanted to say, and it's not so much as a defense, but I, I did a lot of building with this team to think of guys that I think would be successful to the point where I might be able to have a sell year. Well, trade value. And you know Ooh. what? I honestly, I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm banking on Ty being a consistent wide receiver two three. And Tyler Boyd went right after, mm-hmm. and I don't. I, there's a lot of hype around Tyler Boyd this year, but with a lot of question marks about who I know Burrow's good. I don't know how good he's going to be. Sure. AJ's there. They drafted T Higgins. I'm looking. I was trying to look at like safe floor guys. Yes, Philip Rivers is there. I get it. New situation. But anyway, that's my defense. It doesn't matter. It's all good. Moving on to the wild card. Wild card is an obvious one. It's Todd Gurley. Very much so. You and I have talked extensively on this podcast. Ripping Todd Gurley. Yep. This guy's done. His best days are behind him. His knees are a shit show. Reports of him limping in training camp. Some days he had a brace. Some reporters said he didn't wear a brace. Some reporters said he did. It's a shit show. The coaches, who are notorious liars in Atlanta, have said 15 to 25 touches every <laughs> single game with Todd Gurley. That is a fucking pipe dream. Yep. That is a let's sell season tickets. You know, there's no shot he will ever be able to handle that kind of workload in the NFL. I think Todd Gurley is a reach as your RB two. You're gonna be—he's gonna be on your bench more than he's gonna be in your starting lineup. Or, or his knees are fine and he plows in, not a lot of yardage, plows in 15 touchdowns. That could happen. That offense is great. A lot of red zone looks. A lot of high scoring games. That fucking division is just full of unreal offenses. Even Carolina. There's gonna be a lot of high scoring games. If you get Gurley to plow in one or two touchdowns the same way Ingram did for you, low yardage, a lot of touchdowns, that could be good. Hence why he's a wild card. And that's exactly the situation that I found myself in. Because it was him or it was Raheem Mostert. Ryan took Mostert. I knew Gurley was there. I took him there. And that's it. I'm not expecting Gurley to get 
150 yard all-purpose games i'm expecting him to score in an offense that might just have to run the ball yep. when everyone expects them to throw and that's the only thing there so my big thing for you <laughs> i am surprised at how you drafted i thought you were going into this with an older i shouldn't put odell in the older category but he's like what 27 now his he's not a young guy anymore he's mm-hmm. not a future stud he's just a guy you know and he's not the same elite wide receiver one he once was. You're hoping that he bounces back. Adam Thielen's an older guy. And you have Josh Jacobs, who's a young stud. I thought you were going to go into this drafting a lot of young players. Sutton fits that mold. But Gurley, Hilton, Lindsey, Mack. I don't know, man. It doesn't... I just see a lot of... There's not a lot of upside here with this team. And it's just a lot of dudes that are kind of... Best days are behind them. That just... I just think they're trade ships at this point. I think you're going to re- re- I think you're going to be rebuilding. I think that's going to happen. I think you're going to sell this year. I'm going to look stupid because who'd you ta- who could you take as your defense? Saints D. Yes, love that. Saints <laughs> D. Going to have 20 points a week, and you're going to be fucking fine. You're going to be three and one, and I'm going to be eating my words. Yeah. No, but you said it though. There was definitely a strategy going in, and it may not have been the one that you thought it was, but there is a strategy with my season, and we'll see how it goes. Yep. Let's move on Rich to a, a guy who had a hard time with oh. strategy because he was never there, and I understand. Rich is probably lit up right now, slipping it in. You know, just we, having hey one forty two a.m. as of taping right now. <laughs> if that thing's not slipped in, Rich, we got problems. By the way, Alexa, we love you, and you're the best. She's the but, best. But let's go to Rich's best draft, and I think that we both agree on this one, is DJ Chark. DJ Chark, man. Fucking DJ Chark. I sat there long and hard, Mark Ingram or DJ Chark. I'm thinking, hmm, this league, I often give them credit for being smart. I think you guys are smart, but I'm like, he's a Jacksonville wide receiver. How much can people want this guy? I wanted him bad. Rich drafts him a lot of ho-hums in duo. Yep. Lots. The most I heard, I think, in this entire draft. He got selected. There was a lot of fuck. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people were thinking the same thing I was. I think Dan was thinking about him. I think Rob was thinking about him. I love DJ Chark, man. I think he's Allen Robinson 2.0. That team's going to be slinging the rock a lot. And a guy he's that we, a beast. And a guy that we really thought when we did our keepers pod, a guy that we really thought was going to be kept, and a guy that we were surprised pleasantly yeah. that he was going back in. And he slipped, and he got him at a good spot, and good for Rich. Yeah. I really like it. Absolutely. The worst pick. Yeah, Jarvis yeah, Jarvis Landry. He's one of the least sexy picks that anyone can make in fantasy history, I think. Get Jarvis Landry out of here, man. If this was a PPR league, great pick. It's not a PPR league. I don't want seven catches for fifty five yards and no touchdowns. That's not what I want. I don't care where he is in your starting lineup. He is a low ceiling player. He has been for years. That's it. Yep. His wild card. I think we both agree on Jonathan Ooh, Taylor. This is a good one. This this is a good one because when you go into week one, Marlon Mack is the starter. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Mack owner now. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that because this is a fact. Mm-hmm. But we all expect that by week four, five, six, he's going to end up, we're going to switch roles here. And Taylor's going to be a really good running back. It's where he got him that's interesting, as well as the the potential upside of what this guy can bring yes. for the future of Rich's team and not just this year. Because he's not going to get much production, I think, within the first few weeks. But later on, he's going to be good. I might disagree with that. I think he's significantly better than Marlon Mack. Um, he's he's a beast, man. Like honestly, physically, if you look at his like player profile, like his forty time, his like his uh, three cone, all this stuff, he measured out as good, if not better, than Saquon Barkley. Like mm-hmm. this guy's a freak fucking athlete, 
If you've seen pictures of him, yes. there was one that circulated like it's three disgusting. weeks ago. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, who's that linebacker? Oh no, it's Jonathan Taylor. Like, it's silly, man. Yeah. So like, the thing with that backfield, and I, I to your point, Mac is the thing. Naheem Hines, we can't forget about, okay? Philip Rivers yeah. is, other than Drew Brees, is the best screen game quarterback ever. Yep. Like, period. He loves throwing to running backs. I think Naheem Hines is going to have a role. I think whoever can catch the catch the ball better out of the two, Marlon Mack or Jonathan Taylor. Sorry, I'm a half a white claw deep here and I'm stumbling my words. <laughs> whoever can catch the ball the best out of Taylor or Mack yes. will see significant playing time. I think it's going to be Taylor. I, I think you're right. I agree. That yeah. line is super good. I love it, man. I love that pick for Rich. That could be a super ceiling pick. That guy could be a top five pick next year. No one will bit. No one will bat an eyelash. Taylor is one of so many players that we look at at running back and wide receiver this year that come in with so many question marks about their role, but so much upside. Yes. And we saw that as a reflection of the draft picks. Like watching Judy go as high as he went. Yeah. Okay. Is it a reach for sure? But we're all hoping to get the next guy, and this sure. is another example of that. Rich taking this guy high. I like it, but again, a wild card. And his big thing, I mean, he did the most with the hand he was dealt. He didn't have a second, a fourth, and a seventh. And he wasn't even live in the draft, but I really feel like his starting roster is fairly complete considering the obstacles he was up against. Yeah. So, good job by Rich. Enjoy the cottage. Slip it in. Have a good time. Have a Let's move time. on yes. to a guy that's been asleep for the last two hours, I think. <laughs> and that's Bobby Scott. Oh, I just farted. Did you hear that? No, did you hear that? Oh, I hope they heard that. Oh, we'll, we'll see if the oh, mic that was a good one. That was a nice one. I was going to think. You know who's going to like that? The guy in Mali. Oh, shout, shout out, out Mali. to Mali. Shout out. Shout out <laughs> for listening. And 40% of our listenership in the USA. 32, I just checked. Damn, we've yeah. lost some. Do we gain some in Canada? No, we're, I don't know, we're like 43% in Canada. Which COVID means, hurts everyone. Yeah, eh? we're fucked. We gotta start selling ads. Yeah, we definitely do. White Claw? Hello, hit me up. And Rob, yep. who's next? Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, let's talk about Rob. <laughs> let's get into the guys that had, and this is where I think the draft gets interesting. Yeah. Because Rob had a fuck ton of fucking picks, yeah. all right? And that's putting it lightly. Do. I just, I, I love when guys have a fuck ton of picks early because it's like, okay, what are they going to do? And I'm sitting there, I'm watching it pre-draft. I'm like, man, the options are unlimited. What is this guy's going to do? Did you see the Russell Wilson thing, Mr. Unlimited? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, it things was ever. disgusting. Yeah. Unlimited. Sorry, I just thought of that. Um, I'll yeah. say something quickly about Go Rob. for it. Go. One of, in my opinion, coming in, the most predictable guys. He ended up with a lot of guys that we knew he was going to take. Noah Fant, yes. Mark Andrews, yes. who we're going to talk about in a second, yes. and Hawkinson, right? He kind of surprised us with a couple. Yep. And the best, we agree, is Mark it Andrews. It is Mark Andrews. It was the most obvious pick. I penciled Mark. I should have penciled Mark Andrews into this draft board a month and a half ago. That was the most obvious pick. Rob loves his tight ends. He likes big, really buff white dudes. It's great. Mark Andrews is sick. No Hayden Hurst this year. Of course. Uh, he was hyper-efficient last year and only like played like 43% of the snaps or something like crazy. He's Lamar Jackson's favorite target. That is going to be sick. As a Kittle owner, and I said this for Darren Waller, Mark Andrews was a big reason why I was like, fuck, should I keep Kittle or not? Because I'm like, I could just draft Mark Andrews. I didn't think ultimately he would make it back to me in the second round. I'm definitely not drafting him second overall. But a guy like him, I wouldn't be surprised if he outplays Kittle this year in fantasy. I would not be surprised at all. And because of that reason, the last thing I'll say is that it's so interesting that Andrews was on Dan's team because we saw Dan drop so much talent. If yeah. Andrews was on half of the league's teams, it would have been really interesting to see if Andrews would have been a keeper for someone else. Like, yes, they're they're 
there were a lot of candidates if he was on someone else's team because of what he can bring this year. Three players that Dan dropped went in the first round this year. It's insane. Godwin, Galladay, Andrews. Crazy. That's wild. Include Mahomes in there, it's four in the first two rounds. I gotta say, who we traded for. But. Two of my players went in the first round as well. Yeah, but they suck. Mark- they suck. What do you mean? That's a, that's a great segue. Worst pick. Juju. No. Juju's just a bad pick. Go. I don't know if Juju is a horrible pick. Oh, you still love him, don't you? I really you love him. I, I we kind of disagree on this. So we do. You think that Juju is a bad pick? I I, I understand that that's where he was going to go in the draft. That's where his ADP was taking him. So he wasn't going to make it that many picks ahead. I don't think right. With Ben back and him playing in the slot, I actually think that he can be really good. But I know that without Antonio Brown, he has never shown to be the guy. Honestly, it's not even the AB thing. It's not even the AB thing. I said this last year on on this pod, and you mentioned one thing. Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, he's back. Ben Roethlisberger is old as fuck, has a major elbow problem, which no one fucking wants to talk about. No one in the world. No, you're right. Nobody does. Everyone's picking... I'm I'm looking at predictions. Oh, Steelers, 11 wins. Fucking talk. You're already crazy. This guy is like irreversible elbow issues. Last I checked, to throw a football, you need your fucking elbow. He's also 40 years old, out of shape. I think his best days are behind him. I don't think he can facilitate 4,500 passing yards in an offense anymore. I don't think that's their vibe. They should be a run-first team. They're not going to be. On top of that, Juju is not that good. He's just not that good. He was in a perfect situation. He's not that good a route runner. The fancy stats prove that to be the case. He runs one or two routes really well, and the rest, it's shit. He's a one-trick pony. And without a distraction, going back to your Antonio Brown thing, it is a huge issue for him. Deontay Johnson's not a threat. No one's fucking worried about getting beat by Deontay Johnson. Don't tell CRG that. Listen, I like Deontay Johnson. I had him last year. I think he's a good player. But, like, no one's one's putting their top corner on fucking Deontay Johnson and being like, we got a game plan for this guy. I don't know. I just don't like Juju, man. I just don't think he's that good. That's fair. I just don't. And I have nostalgia feels, and that's exactly why it maybe hurts a little to see him go there. Um, The wild card, we both agree on this. It's, It's Will Fuller. Yep. It's his wide receiver five maybe so it's kind of all right the thing is with fuller is my god the upside is huge yes and he takes him a little later and that's cool because as a wide receiver five who doesn't need to be healthy for him all year if fuller was counted on for example on my team to be a wide receiver three or flex on a consistent basis that's bad that was me last year he's my wide receiver three for rob to play him in flex positions based on schedule and and um and opponents that is a huge thing for him yep if he smashes, he's great. Yeah. If he doesn't, if he gets hurt again, it's the same old year for Will Fuller. One or two great games, and that's that. we got to move on to CRG, who had a best pick, unanimous between the two of us, but you got to talk about it because there is a soft spot for this particular guy with you. Uh, let me pull it up. Here we go. Oh, DJ Moore. Oh, <laughs> DJ Moore. Okay. Oh, the delayed reaction. Okay, I'll be honest, guys. I'll be honest. We were doing our keeper pod. And I was trying to pour a little cold water on DJ Moore. I was trying to do a little manipulation. Hoping to God that he would fall to me in the second round by some divine miracle. I knew it was a slim shot, but I I thought I'd take my shot. DJ Moore is going to be sick this year, man. Fuck, I'm so... I wish I could keep four guys. Also, how did I miss the playoffs? What the fuck? Um, DJ Moore's... um, Actually, I think I remember it was 1.84 points. Yeah. (sighs) What a shame. Yeah. DJ Moore is going to be sick. That offense is great. 
Joe Brady is the offensive coordinator. Joe Brady, former Saints assistant, went to LSU last year. Biased. Drew up an, the most unbelievable offense in LSU. He is a genius. He knows how to make, he knows how to give people that can do things after the catch. He knows how to get them the ball in right. those situations. DJ Moore is a yak receiver. He's not going to go up and get it 50-50. He's a yak guy. For those Christian who don't McCaffrey, know, that's yards after the catch. That's for, for those who don't know. Christian McCaffrey, yak guy. Curtis Samuel, yak guy. Robbie Anderson, deep shot. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's the offense right there. I think Bridgewater, who is hyper accurate, he might not be the sexiest guy in the world. He's pretty sexy, but he might not be the sexiest quarterback in the world. There it is. But he is accurate as fuck. Put it in the right spot for DJ Moore. He had 1,100 yards with shitty-ass quarterback play last year. I think DJ Moore has a chance to get into the upper echelon of wide receivers this year. You know who's not? Oh, I hope I don't regret it. You know who's not in the upper echelon of anything? Go ahead. That's his worst pick. Ew. That's Rob Gronkowski. (laughs) He hated this as soon as he made it. That's so classic. (laughs) Who was it? Hunter Henry? No, no, no. The best part about it was as soon as he made the pick, he says, and I quote, it doesn't matter anyway because OJ Howard's going to get all the looks. Guy. If you're not confident that he's even going to be the tight end one on his own team, Bruh. why make the pick? Come and we, we we have a lot of good things to say, I think, about CRG's team in general. Yes. I think I like a lot of his picks this year. I do too. And the fact that he does the classic CRG by hating his own pick immediately after it happens is, is perfect. Because it, it, we knew it was going to happen at least once. I mean, if you look at his team top to bottom... Russell Wilson, Devontae Adams, DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, Joe Mixon, Chris Carson, Calvin Ridley, Rob Gronkowski. What the it's like, fuck? oh, what a great roster. And then this guy is just going to be doing wrestling moves on guy on, on guys on the sideline when he's sitting. So it's like, it's it's a fine asterisk to have on a team that is actually quite stacked. And I it, you compare this to his team last year, and I'm very impressed. Yeah. But damn, Gronk is no good. I think he has a chance to get touchdowns, but no yards. Yeah. And that's it. And that's what you're hoping for. And he's probably going to get hurt in, like, week six. The wild card. The wild card is... Oh, my God. I have too many tabs open here. Oh, I got it. Go for it. It's A.J. Green. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, this, this is my one because... you. I drafted A.J. Green last year in the sixth round, I believe, fifth or sixth, and everyone kind of did the, oh, my God. And the exhales in the league were, I think, last year, the most of any pick. And the reason being was because we know what A.J. Green is at the top of his game. And we didn't get a chance to see it last year. And it hurt me that I didn't get a chance to see it with my own eyes on my team. He's healthier this year. He's got a stud quarterback and a really good couple receivers around him to maybe take away some of the attention. Good run game, better offense. Damn, AJ could be absolutely nothing again, but he could be really, really good. Zach Taylor said he was a full go today in his media session. So seems like he's healthy. And that team, it's very similar to Jacksonville. I don't think anyone thinks they're going to be very good. I'd say they're a 4-5 win team. They're going to be down a lot of games. There's going to be a lot, a lot of passing opportunities in that offense. That bodes well for A.J. Green. And the best part about this is that he is his wide receiver 5-6. He's got Marvin Jones, A.J. Green, and Deontay Johnson on the bench starting. One of Ridley, those things just doesn't belong there. Ridley, Cup, Moore, and Adams in his starting lineup. So you know what? Damn. He took a guy as his super late wide receiver with tons of upside. Good for him. The big thing for CRG, and as well, we'll loop this into Rob, yeah. our previous team. There's lots of early picks for these guys, and they tend to win a lot of games. So we'll see if that trend continues moving forward into this season. <laughs> I think they were, but what were they both done in the 8th this year? Like, Super early, something like that. 
It was insane. I don't feel like fact-checking it, but yeah. And good for CRG for sticking around and letting the uh, the crickets chirp while uh, oh, that was lovely. That was lovely. Very fitting for a lot of these draft picks. And very hurry fitting, up. And very fitting for a guy who uh, who was at the cottage all the time. Yes, just correct. a very peaceful time. Um, Franco, okay. let's do it. Oh, we gotta go. We in. gotta do it. Franco said, and I quote: On the last podcast, Franco said to us on the phone that he quote. Shut that shit off within the first five minutes. Because we destroyed him immediately when we talked about Kareem Hunt. So we put him later in the show to keep him hooked for the first, what, 40 minutes of this Precisely, because yeah, we're baby. about to go in. We'll start with the best. Positive is good. Let's do it. Let's do positive, yeah. We like the best pick, which is Patrick Mahomes. Great value. Especially for who he has on his team. Yes. It makes a lot of sense. The Clyde stack is going to be a problem. The Travis Cleese, I mean Kelsey. That Kel- man, I forgot about the Kelsey thing. Holy shit, that is silly. That is silly. There's man, a lot of that alone might win him weeks, many weeks. That's scary. The Chiefs will have more huge weeks than down weeks, and having Mahomes is good for any team. But yes. having Mahomes on a team who's gonna throw touchdowns to guys that you have on your team, yep. that's massive. Great pick. It is arguably the two top weapons on that team in the past game. Yep. Which is scary. Absolutely. Oh, that's not true. Diary kill. I'm an idiot. I'm tired. Why don't we just ignore your tiredness and go into some bad things that'll get you fired I, up? I can't wait to go into the bad things. Franco, you're a great guy. If I gotta go if I go in on Mike and I go in on Rob, I go in on these other guys, and I go in on Franco. And me, for sure. Franco, what the fuck, man? What's up with the rookie wide receivers? I don't understand this. He takes fucking Jerry Judy late third round. He circles back, takes CeeDee Lamb late fourth round. Listen, I understand the rookie wide receivers are exciting. This is a special wide receiver class. It's been advertised this way for like three years now. Judy is a special talent. Guess what? Justin Blackman once was too. (laughs) Mike Williams once was too. Mike Williams was drafted in the fucking 12th round of our league this year. Like, these guys, you don't need to reach for. They're rookies, especially Judy. A lot of mouths to feed. Especially CeeDee Lamb. A lot of mouths to feed. I could be eating my words on this. But taking those guys where you took them is way too fucking early. I love it for the 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th rounds. Fucking 3rd and 4th is so early. I don't think you're going to be able to start these guys with confidence anytime soon. And I don't think he's looking at starting them with confidence. And this is where I come to his defense. Because this is a guy who came in with zero wide receivers this season he had a tight end and two running backs one of which we thought was ass and the other one had a contract dispute going on this is a guy clearly in franco who's trying to rebuild by taking young guys and he doesn't care where he takes them he's hoping one of them hits they become the next guy and they become a wide receiver one even if he has to hold on to them all year long and make it to the loser bracket again and win the first overall pick and have clyde and the next guy keeping Judy, who's all of a sudden a wide receiver one, we could be having a completely different conversation about Franco next year than we are this year because his team could look very, very different. I don't think Franco is looking at this season as something like, I'm going to compete, this is going to be great. He might hit on one of those picks and he may be laughing a year from now. Unless trades are in the works and unless he's ready to cut bait with a Travis Kelsey or Alvin Kamara, I don't know if I agree with you. How do you... You're like... Let's say Jerry Judy has a Terry McLaurin-like rookie season, okay? Really good, solid. You're dropping Clyde, Alvin, or Kelsey for that guy? What? He just dropped Chark. Right. I, I don't know who... Like, you can only keep three guys. If both these dudes hit, 
they're just going back in the draft for somebody else next year. I don't know. I just don't see the logic. Very interesting. It's very interesting. We'll have to see how this one plays out. To the wild card. And Let's I want to it. talk about this one because we've actually both been owners of this guy in the past. I feel like everyone's owned this guy. <laughs> Keenan Allen has gone yeah. around like the village bicycle. And it's a wild card because he takes him in the third round. Third round. Probably whereabouts he was going to go, but with a new quarterback, <laughs> does he get better, more consistent? Does he become less consistent? I know Philip Rivers had his issues. Is Tyrod going to be any better? Justin Herbert in the future? I don't know. I just don't know. The wild card is about question marks, and I think Keenan Allen fills that role perfectly for Franco's team. This is why I think you and I have struggled with Keenan Allen. I know I can speak for myself on this. He is arguably pound for pound a top five most talented wide receiver in this league. Absolutely. His routes are some of the best in the league. He's a freak of nature. He gets open all the time. The problem is the quarterbacks and the offensive line did not allow him to be the guy that he should be. Hence why he's always in this fucking draft. Yeah. He's a perfect wild card. He could be great. Franco, your big thing, and it's real easy, just be on time, man, when you're first overall. You had a long time to prepare for this draft. Just just be on time. Just be on time. 8-18, I think, was the time. Wake up. Be better. Well, we move on to the podcast partner. It's you, Tones. And you did a lot of talking about me. You shit on me. I don't know if I'm going to shit on you, but I'm going to talk some smack. You should shit on just me. Just a little bit of smack. Maybe I like that. A little bit. Your best pick, Tones, for me was Robert Woods. In a draft that was so deep, you got this guy on the turn in the second. This is a guy who went in our first round last year confidently to Dan, and you take him at the back end of the second round. What a pick. It's a testament to how much depth we all knew was in this Mm -hmm. year's draft, and very lucky for you to have your first and your second available to take a guy like this. He's going to be nothing but consistent in an offense that will feed him the ball, that'll throw a lot all the time. Great pick, great value. Your worst, to me, was Gibson. And this is a guy who, coming in, a lot of people are looking at... I'll give you a chance to defend yourself as well. It's okay. A guy, a running back who had 30 or more, or fewer... What was it, 33? Was what I read? 33 carries in college? Yeah, it was banged up. Yeah, he, he's a running back who had 33 carries, and he's a guy who's going to be a guy for you. And I know that you took a chance late on him to be kind of like an upside guy. We'll see what it is. But to me, it's a waste of a pick. And I know that it was a hype pick, but... What the fuck? Antonio Gibson should not be looked at as a running back. He should be looked at as a weapon, air quotes, weapon. He is not a pure running back. He's not going to run the ball 20 times up the center's ass. He's going to have 10 carries. He's going to have 10 catches. Like that's your, sorry, 10 catches is a reach, but like 10 targets. Sure. Seven catches. That's how they're going to use him in this offense. I was with him, man. I was like, eh, Antonio Gibson, super athlete. I like him. As soon as they cut Adrian Peterson... Then I got interested. As soon as Adrian Peterson said the things he was saying, which is extremely rare after your cut, they're saying this. they want him to be the guy. They are building this offense for this kid. That's who they want. That's the type of player they want. They're going to feature him. I'm like, oh shit. Put him on the radar. Did some research. Watched some fucking film on the guy. Watched some highlights. Yep. Damn, man. He's electric. Totally. He reminds me of David Johnson. Same and, kind of player. And Just and get me five catches. I don't care as a running back. I, you can run the ball a million times. You can catch a ball for 10 yards. You can't always rush a ball for 10 yards. Sure. I love guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think Gibson is going to be that guy. And he's my RB4. Who fucking cares? Yes, and where you got him exactly. And, and I'm. that's exactly a great point. You got him late, and that's fine. You're taking a chance, and that's cool. Your wild card is Kyler Murray because 
This should have been Dak. Thank you, Dan. Always yeah. seeming to fuck you. Son of a bitch. In the finals. In the only draft. pick this year that I was like, motherfucker. Like, goddamn it. I, I do think up. the drop-off from Dak to Kyler is is significant based on what Dak showed us last year and what Kyler showed us last year. But another year in Kingsbury's offense, we might see some better things from Kyler this year. And he's got more weapons. Another year Christian Kirk, and now he's got... Here we go now. DeAndre Hopkins. It's late. We're it's tired. It's so late. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta get reps in, kid. <laughs> um, yeah, we're not used to the 2 a.m. pods anymore. I, like, threw it to you, but I didn't actually point to you, and then we kind of I thought you blanked. I was like, is he seriously blanking on DeAndre Hopkins? I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I'm yeah. tired, too. Yeah, okay, DeAndre Hopkins, boom. Yeah, Kyler, I was not targeting. I pre-draft, I'm doing my research, and I'm like, man, everyone's taking this guy so high. His ADP was super fucking high. He falls to me in the sixth round, and at that point, how do you not take this guy? And this is why I got excited, because the year one to year two leap at quarterback, we've seen this now in each of the last two years. More recently, Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray is a better passer than uh, Lamar Jackson, and has just as much rushing upside. I don't think Kyler Murray's going to rush for 1,200 yards this year. I don't. But he can easily get 500 yards last year rushing, which is a glitch as a quarterback. That yes. gives you such an unreal floor. I think he can exceed that by a mile. I'm hoping that works. If not, who cares? Sixth rounder. I didn't have to pay a third rounder for him. Especially because now he's throwing to DeAndre Hopkins. There it is. Stud. Thank you very much. Yeah. Your big thing for me, you're thin as fuck at wide receivers. You need to be competitive this year. And that is something that you're going to have to work on moving forward. Because even Christian Kirk, to me, is kind of a little bit of a question mark. And the depth yep. is a question mark. So we'll see how you work it out from here. But Ultimate thing there. I just tried to get a good nucleus, and I like my nucleus. Yep. I have five players with Godwin, Woods, uh, Jones, Sanders, and Kittle that I really like. The rest I can figure out. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Nick had a hard time figuring it out without any Oh, picks. poor Nicky. Second year in a row. He should be good at this by now. He should. With picking with no picks. Um, his best, in your opinion? Yeah, it's Zach Ertz, without yeah. a doubt. No, yeah. no question. Thank I you. mean, the fact that he fell, we were all calling it a million times. Start of the fourth round, that is... It's just great value. Like, it's just great value. The receivers are really banged up. It's why I'm starting Deshaun Jackson in the fucking flex this, this in week one, at least. Ertz is going to get fed. Jackson's going to get fed. But more specifically, Ertz. He's going to be used I, a fuck ton in the red zone. I wouldn't be surprised if he has two touchdowns week one. The worst? I'll take it from here, Tom. Go for it. Le'Veon Bell Ew. is an undraftable player. Oh, undraftable? Undraftable. If Le'Veon Bell was there in the 10th round and I still had a pick and I had two running backs to my name, I would not take him. Ooh-wee. You talked about me playing fantasy with my heart and not my head. And I said that I changed that by keeping Thielen. Of course. Yeah, of course. I changed that by keeping Thielen. Nah, I'm still the same old me, man. <sighs> Le'Veon Bell. I made an ode. I made an ode. Should, I, should we bring back the piano? Yeah. <laughs> should we? Should we? We, had, we had a sad moment. It was a sad, it was a sad time. For me, when when Le'Veon Bell left my, he was so good, man. Was he though? He was he was so good in the perfect situation. Like Ten years ago, man. People don't forget. But Le'Veon Bell on the Jets with Adam Gase and no receivers and a horrible, arguably the worst offensive line in football. Would you agree? Yeah, they suck. He's a patient runner with no one to block for him. If Sam Darnold is blocking for him, oh that might God. actually be an upgrade oh over whoever the fuck is going to give someone mono. Yeah. going to kiss him on the mouth. Jam for done. Sh- for sure. Le'Veon Bell is horrendous. He is not 
anything close to a running back three, let alone a running back two. I'm so sorry, Nick, because for a guy with no picks, to take that guy, to rely on him, goddamn, that's no good. He has McCaffrey, who's basically two running backs in one, so I think it's going to be fine. So he could have, he may as well just start a fucking <laughs> kicker in that Absolutely position. No it doesn't matter. Put Tariq Cohen in there. Give me your wild card for Nicky. Uh, it's Amari Cooper, man, yeah. and it's not what you want to hear probably for your first round pick, but Amari Cooper is, in and of itself, a wild card. When's he going to be on the field? When is he not questionable? There's a lot of mouths to feed there. When he's on the field, he's great. When he's not, man, the guy, he's questionable every Thursday. How do you know when to start this fucking guy? You had him last year. How did you like him? Honestly, I know that he went in always banged up, but he produced at one of his most efficient clips all time last year. This year is going to be interesting because Gallup and the fact that CeeDee Lamb is there too, I think there's a little more... There are more mouths to feed there, and Amari will always be taking that number one coverage. What makes him such a fun wild card is he's his wide receiver three. Yeah. He has a really good guy in DeAndre Hopkins who will will not be the same as he once was in Houston, but he'll still be a wide receiver one. Allen Robinson, who we already talked about, super target hog. Amari Cooper is anything like what he was for you last year. Yeah. Weak winning wide receiver, Nick's... Nick's going to be a problem. And he always plays in primetime and then wins games True. in primetime. <laughs> including week one, where he plays Sunday night. So, there's that. Classic. Against the Giants, probably. The big thing for Nick, it is actually against the Giants. Oh my fucking god. Yeah. yeah, when, yeah, is, yeah. when are they going to stop doing this? Oh, I'm so sorry. Read the wrong team. It's against the Rams. Okay, that's way better. Way better. Fucking Giants. Anyway. The big thing I for Nick, for me, it's the second straight year this kid has had no picks and still made a solid starting roster. But the depth, of course, again, is a question mark. Because of no picks. And you know what? He had no picks last year and had a worse draft and ended up in the finals on the back of Christian McCaffrey. There's going to come a day when McCaffrey is not going to lead Nick to fantasy success. But Ooh. while he has him, the window is open. For and sure. he has a better starting roster this year than last year. Nicky's no joke. He'll figure out the depth later. Correcto. Depth is not a problem for our last guy. And it's the only guy we have to talk about left, and it's Dan. And... His best pick tones was that quarterback. Yeah, Dak scooped him from me, fucking Dan. Um, yeah, scooped him from me. Great value, man. I was, I'm a late, I'm a late quarterback drafter. You know this. Sixth fucking round, I'm sitting there like, is this guy seriously still on the fucking board? This is nuts. Dan, smart guy, scoops him up. Says thank you very much. That offense is going to be insane. I said it in the fucking duo conversation. I'm an idiot. Probably fucking red flag for Dan. All tones is going to pick fucking Dak. They could have 3,000-yard wide receivers this year. Wouldn't be shocked at all. Yep. Would not be shocked at all. Love Dak. Great value. Great pick. Isn't it, like, depressing that Dallas has so many good offensive weapons and they're just going to be so good? That kind of, like... They'll me. find a way to blow it. It's Mike McCarthy. That's like, true. Like, you know, let's let's make it relax. That's very true. Yeah. Um, the worst pick. Diggs, man. I just don't like Diggs as a player. I, I just... Every fucking year... Oh, he's so talented. He's so this. He's so that. Like, this guy, sky's the limit. What is he, 26 now? On his second team? Like, figure it out. Eventually, figure it out. You got an age there? What is he? Yeah, I'm looking it up. He's 26. 26. Turns yeah, 27 God, this damn, year. I'm so smart. Um, I don't know, man. If it hasn't happened already, I don't think it's going to happen for Diggs, especially not in Buffalo. Josh Allen cannot throw a deep ball to save his fucking life. They still have John Brown there. Yes. I don't know what the roles look like there. And the kicker in all of it, they are a run-first team through and through. They might have 17 pass attempts in one given game. How many are going to digs? How many of those are catches? How many of those are 20-plus yards downfield that gets you fantasy points? 
I think Diggs is going to be an uber bust this year. That's just me. It's so funny because he goes, if you're a Diggs owner and a guy that considers Diggs a, a keeper, obviously that's no one, but it's just funny how he goes from one team that never passes the ball to another team that never passes the ball with a worse, worse quarterback, quarterback than Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins gets a lot of flack, but you know what? He's a he's he's good. He's accurate. Yep. He, he, he can play the QB position. The wild card, <laughs> one of the most interesting picks for me in the draft was going to be Tyler Boyd based on where he was going to be taken because we saw the upside without A.J. Green. He's got a new quarterback who is a absolute stud who smokes cigars with flow, doesn't give a fuck, wins mm-hmm. national championships. They've got A.J. back. T. Higgins there. Is Boyd going to be better than he was last year as a wide receiver two, maybe three? Or can he be worse with more talent around him and then relying a little more heavily on the run game with a better O-line? I don't know. But really interesting because we know what the upside is. And for Dan to take him, damn, if he's good, it's going to be really tough to fight that. For sure. Like it's, It's just annoying when a guy has such good keepers, when he takes a guy with such high upside. But other guys like me, it's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. He's just a guy for a guy that sucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. A lot of guys going on here in this the, sentence. The big thing for big Dan. Thing, yeah. Yeah, he's just fucking good, man. The core of the team is great, man. And it's not just great. It's fucking dominant. Mike Thomas, Terry McLaurin as a duo is terrifying. And then Saquon and Chubb is ridiculous. Dan, we saw him do this last year. I'm off to a good start. I know I have holes. Trades for fucking Galladay. Goes out and gets him. Trades for Mahomes, goes out and gets him, rounds out the roster, makes it so that Sutton is a bench piece on his team. I know he started him in the championship. Yep. In the flex. What? He was a second round pick this year. Annoying. Annoying. Dan is smart enough to be aggressive when he sees the opportunity. With those four players, that is a chance to be really good. One of the most annoying things about doing this podcast all the time is that Dan seems to always be good. And it's so easy to rip on, like, CRG for, like, choking picks and Mike for just being bad. But Mike's actually going to be good, and I think Kirsten's going to be good, too. Can we just get Dan being bad for, like, just a stretch of time? Just, yeah, like, just, three I just weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah, I just want it. Just so we can power rank him, like, seventh and see, like, what the reaction is, maybe. Yeah, Because like, yeah. he comes in with this big dick energy at the office without the trophy. Like, oh, no big deal. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you, man. Also, no trophy sighting at Are the you draft? kidding me? That's weak sauce, man. That's I just want him sauce. to be bad for any sort of extended period of time. Is I that agree. too much to ask? I mean, he tanked twice. We just didn't have a podcast then. I'm with you, man. I just want to do it. I want to see true. it. I want to talk shit about Dan. Absolutely. I want to restore the rivalry and beat his ass. Beat it hard. We're done with the teams. Hard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why don't we do some predictions for the season? Something that I know that some people have asked for on the podcast. We're getting some, bold, though. Oh, some bold We're getting outlandish. These aren't just, oh, I think so-and-so is going to be good. No, no, no. We're going way out there. So why don't you give me a way out there bold prediction from Tones ready? setting it on the fourth and long pod, which we didn't mention before was on the All Day Podcast Network. It's still one podcast. Okay. Um, okay. You ready for this? I am so ready. Mike, CRG, Franco, your boy Tones. 1.84, never forget. We all missed the playoffs last year. All four of us will be in the playoffs this year. Um, what? Come at us. I love Mike's draft. I like CRG's draft. This is so funny. Franco's crazy. His draft stunk. But I think Franco has a way. His running backs are sick. That could be enough. And obviously, my team, we're going to fucking go to the playoffs. All right? You need I love to it. go to the playoffs. If That's you my don't, bold prediction. If you don't go to the playoffs, you are a complete joke. Okay. 
You are the most tapped in. This is not my bold <laughs> prediction. This is not my bold prediction. This is just a meme moment here. This is a Doria moment on the podcast because I have the mic and the opportunity. If you don't make the playoffs this year, you are the biggest joke in the history of fantasy football. You are the most plugged in guy to the league. You're dropping guys, offensive coordinators from teams that they used to play on that Franco and Mike probably don't even know are teams in the league, like the Saints. And you are not making the playoffs on a consistent basis. You're a farce. It's not good, Bob. You're a farce. It's not you good. should try less hard. Be worse, and you would be better. Do you know what I mean? This is the least amount of research I've ever done. Perfect. Since year one, pretty Excellent. much. Excellent. Yeah. To my bold prediction. Because Go for this, it. this is so interesting, Tones. Because you're talking about something that I wanted to bring up, too. Oh. And we didn't ex- we exchanged a lot of information on this podcast. Did we have the same bold prediction? It is very similar. Whoa! I'm actually going to take your bold <laughs> prediction one step further because we did not exchange this information. But my bold prediction is one step further than yours. The two worst record teams from 2019, Mike and CRG, will be in the finals oh! in 2020. So never oh, mind like you. Oh, I like that. And Frank or whoever the fuck. Who would you say was the other team? Franco. Yeah, don't wake get, up. Get you guys out of here. I don't give a fuck. Mike and CRG, the two worst teams, three wins, four wins from last season, will be in the finals this year. Damn. Is it bold? Yes. Is that the point of the segment? Of course. Yes. Do I give a fuck? No. Why? Because I blew the draft and I had a couple drinks. We think. Life is good. <laughs> Life is good. I don't fucking care. It's all that matters, matter. man. Doesn't matter. Thor's in two days. In two days, there is football being played. Real, actual football. COVID has sucked. We can sit on our asses and no longer have to play Warzone for fucking 18 hours a day. We can watch men beat the shit out of each other while also disappointingly staring at our fantasy teams like I usually do. I can't believe. I honestly can't believe that we're here. I can't believe that we made it because this year has been so fucked. And winter is tough for a lot of people. There's no sun. But you know what? It's coming. Football is back, and it feels really damn good. And even if we're all shit, there's always hope for next year. You know what I mean? Plus, the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl in two years, so it's debatable. Boys, thanks for tuning in. Good night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Stop the music. Tones, tones. We have an update. It's a late breaking news name change from Mike Dotto after we ripped him just 45 minutes ago. He's changed his team name from that whatever bullshit that it was before. <laughs> the Miller Light ad, basically. <laughs> to Mother Tucker Jones. After his kicker. And, and Julio Jones. Julio Jones. That's disgusting. But it was after his kicker first, which is God. arguably worse. Both are bad. Michael! Be better. Fuck! Hey, yo, Mac, Ladies and gentlemen. Drop. Zone, 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 zone. Let me see your shoulders work. I mean, I don't know what y'all came here to do, but uh.